Hola amigos, and welcome to Brunch with BBB podcast, featuring your hosts, Catherine Honeycutt and Luis Feliz of BBB serving Eastern North Carolina. Good morning, good morning, guys. This is Luis Feliz with the brunch with BBB, and I have the amazing. I'm Catherine. Yeah, so today we're excited to bring um, to you a special, special guest, and his name is Mike Vagalis. He is one of the co founders of uh, Keepsake Tales. I'm glad that I got your last name right, Mike. Yeah, you did great. Yeah, <laughs> we just need to pause. Louise, we insert applause at this point. You know, <laughs> we should just wrap it up. You know, Louise is accomplished today. We're just yeah. done. We'll just quit now. I was super nervous about that intro, but like I was telling you guys, we have the amazing Mike with us. He's going to share a little bit of his story. But Mike, before we even dive in, you know that this is a brunch with BBB. So, you know, naturally, we just love to know your favorite food. And if you have, uh, a favorite brunch spot. So tell us. Yeah. So I've got, I'm going to cheat and say two. Um, <laughs> my, my favorite brunch spot would be uh, relish um, relish. It's a bourbon bar. It, it, yeah. It's awesome. Um, they've got this dynamite uh, bread pudding, French toast, which is ridiculous. It's amazing. That's um, Dang. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous. It's so good. And then my favorite um, spot when I'm looking, they've got amazing food too, but I usually go for just coffee is a place at the table. Um, oh, I still have never been. Me either. It's, I can't believe it. I need to it, go. It's awesome. Um, Maggie Kane is the founder and she's a, mm -hmm. a good friend and she's just like the biggest hearted coolest person you know and what they're doing is amazing and they've got dynamite food and uh coffee so definitely recommend both both relish and a pat oh gosh guys let's take our spouses all of us there once this all goes <laughs> yes for sure i'm louise and i joke that we're all becoming experts at brunch at home and you know even if it's a bowl of cereal <laughs> still having brunch so um, that's awesome, Mike. And we'll definitely check out both of those places. Um, I'm interested at that dish you mentioned from Relish too. That's sounds very good. Um, so obviously we brought you on to tell us a little bit about yourself and the business that you're with. So, you know, what are you doing that led you to become the co-founder of Keepsake Tales and um, for those listening that don't know, what is Keepsake Tales? Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So the Reader's Digest version of Keepsake Tales is, so we exist because we believe that every child is one of a kind. We believe that every child has intrinsic value. And we're building the most personalized children's books uh, that have ever been created so that every child can understand that they do matter. So our basic premise is, um, we learned that there's just a huge amount of underrepresentation in children's literature, both uh, racial underrepresentation and then children with disabilities and sicknesses uh, find it really hard to find books with characters that look like them in the story. 
And we found that that leads to these really deep questions about value or self-worth. And uh, these kids were, you know, struggling to answer the question, do I matter? And uh, so what we do that's different is we start our illustration process actually with a picture of the child. And we turn that picture into a cartoon that matches the illustration style of the story. And so we're the only uh, books that can really, we, we've created this brand promise, which says every child, regardless of what they look like, will see themselves as the champion of their story. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we're all about. I, I have always been a huge book lover. And uh, I say this all the time, and it's, it's true. People think it's a joke, but uh, my wife will tell you that whatever author I'm reading is the other woman. <laughs> and, and so that's always just been a huge part of my life. And that started when I was a kid. And so I initially thought of the idea a little over a year ago in uh, like early summer of 2019. And we just started interviewing a whole bunch of people uh, and found that this idea was something that if we could make it, mm -hmm. uh, people would really be, be interested in. And, you know, we uncovered that some of these emotional pain points that I wasn't really aware of before really diving deeply into um, a, a consumer discovery process. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. And so obviously your love for books, you know, fueled part of your passion to start this business, but what inspired you most? I mean, having these customized stories so that kids can relate, obviously, you know, I think everyone will see value in that. But for you, what was that driver? What made you, you know, say, maybe see that need in the market first and then be like, okay, we have to fulfill this need. Someone, you know, someone needs this. Yeah, so I've heard it said that being being a founder is sort of an affliction, and and I definitely have been been afflicted. Um, I, I man, so I started my career just like you know doing a lot of different business roles. So I started my career uh, in a finance role. I led a sales territory for a large company uh, for a while, and. Um, went back to school and I got my MBA a couple of years ago and started taking a lot of these entrepreneurship classes and found that I, um, a lot of the things that I was doing in my early career were very entrepreneurial in nature. And so I, I made the decision a couple of years ago that I'd, I love to be a founder, but I didn't know what that idea was. So when I graduated from my MBA, that's what actually had me relocate down here. I, I took a job with Burt's Bees on their brand marketing team out in Durham and I uh, had a great time with them, but sort of was always testing different startup ideas because I knew that that was something that I wanted to do eventually. Mm -hmm. And this idea started when I really looked at kids in my life and they're not spending as much time with their nose in a book the same way that I did when I was growing up because they're spending a lot of the time on the iPad and iPhone and TV and video games and everything else. And I just thought, man, what, it, like, what if we could put that child in the story? Um, would that make them more interested in reading? And we heard time and again from parents and grandparents, yeah, that, that would be amazing. Like, I, I would really love that. I think that would help to solve the screen time problem. But that's also when we discovered that, that more emotional pain point of kids who are really struggling with value and the underrepresentation in children's literature, which has just become a core part of 
of our DNA um, in trying to really solve that problem. Yeah, that's so cool. And I do want to mention, because I forgot that um, for our listeners, Mike is actually one of our 2020 Spark class members. And yeah. so um, he's one of 10 people who have just gone above and beyond. They, uh, you know, have incredible businesses. So we will be featuring a couple of the different members of this year's class, but wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out. This is the first year that we've offered um, the overall award and then um, membership in the class. And so it's a really big deal. And so wanted to just mention that to our listeners to definitely check you guys out in that respect and um, just continue to see the great things that you're doing. And, um, you know, before we dive into really keepsake tales and, and what that is and what you guys have new coming up, you mentioned, you know, that you relocated here. Where are you originally from? Yeah, so I'm originally from Colorado. Uh, so I'm a huge Denver Broncos fan. Go Broncos. I really hope that we have a season this year. Um, <laughs> and then I went to school in Ohio. Um, I lived, I spent most of my time out of school in Chicago, but I did have a one-year rotation in um, Pennsylvania. So I've sort of been all over, um, but I moved to uh, the Triangle in 2018 and have really, really loved it here. Um, we, I got married last year, and so my wife and I are really enjoying um, exploring this area and really making, calling the Triangle home and making it to the mountains and making it to the beach. And we love, we love Raleigh. We love Durham. We love Chapel Hill. Um, so we're just doing our best to explore as much as we can, which is hard to do in quarantine, but. Yes, that's awesome. And so cool. I just got married as well in October. And so what a time to get married. Um, quarantine together uh, is just insane. So more power to you because I know how that is. And then Louise just had a baby. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So what a time to get married and have kids and, you know, what a time to be alive, really, honestly. But Louise, but boy or girl? It's a boy. Congratulations. That's what, what, what's his name? Nicolas. Nicolas, I love it. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. He's Thank so you. cute. He looks just like Louise. Oh. <laughs> but don't tell Gabby. If Gabby asks, he looks just like Gabby. But that's awesome. You know, and th this is why I'm really excited about this interview because I'm thinking of Nicolas. I'm thinking of, you know, um, purchasing a book for him very soon when, when it's released. And um, my wife, Gary, and I were just like stalking your, your business and the, and the page. And, you know, we love the, the story of it and we love what you guys represent. So, you know, what inspired you to create kids books? Um, well, Catherine already, already asked that, but just um, as in, for example, do you want your kids to kind of see themselves in the stories that you write in your team? Yeah, I mean, I think that stories are truly magical. Um, that's something that, you know, can sound like a cliche, but, it, but I, really, I really believe that. And um, I've been confronted over the past year just recognizing that um, there's, a lot, there's a lot of kids that don't have the advantage to see themselves reflected in the content that they consume, especially the stories that they read. Um, so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I'm excited at, at some point to have, to have kids and they will be 
immersed in reading and, you know, I hope that, um, you know, we can teach them to love stories the same way that I grew up loving stories. Um, and, you know, I, th I think that I have an advantage as being a, a white man where I, I had the advantage of seeing myself in a lot of the stories that I read and I didn't even really realize that. And so over the past year, I've been really confronted with and digging into, well, what does uh, inclusion in children's literature look like? And recognizing that there's just a big gap and it's a gap that can't be filled through a traditional publishing model because there's every, every child is one of a kind. Every child is unique. And yeah. because of that, it's just, you can't, you can't meet the needs of every child in a traditional publishing model. So we, we flipped the script and created our own model that I think is, is the only way that I've been able to find that solves that problem. Uh, even like looking at other um, personalized children's books today, uh, they've got really cool products, not knocking them, but nobody, nobody's able to deliver on our brand promise, which is that every child can see themselves in the story. And we heard that time and again in our, in our discovery process was different parents said, yeah, we got this cool personalized children's book as a gift, but it doesn't really look like my child, um, which is true. And, and again, it's not knocking the cool products, but ours is going to be way better. Yeah. <laughs> now, why, why the name? Why Mike Keeps Tales? Where did it come from? As we were thinking about brand identity, uh, I'm, a, I'm a marketer by background, right? So as we were thinking about our, our brand identity, um, we wanted a name that really signified um, this, this deep lasting value, right? So we've talked about stories are magic. That's sort of where tales come in. I love the name tales because it invokes more uh, like mythical fairy tale, um, sort of old school um, stories. And then keepsake is something that actually came out of some of our consumer interviews where we heard a lot of people tell us, you know, I've got tons of pictures of my kids on my phone, um, in digital formats, but we don't have many like keepsakes or things that, that will last forever and, and be things that our family treasures forever. So um, we took that and, and I heard that word and I'm like, that perfectly encapsulates what we're trying to create is these stories that capture uh, significant times and moments in kids' lives and translate those into this sort of tale um, or story format that that those kids and their families will treasure forever. That's awesome, man. And um, the vision and the mission statement of your company, you know, I saw it on, on your website. Do you mind sharing it a little bit with us? Yeah, so we exist to show every child that they're one of a kind and intrinsically valuable. Um, you know, we've heard there's so many, you know, we are complex as people. And I think that there's a tendency to try to categorize people based on some sort of a, you know, any sort of demographic descriptor. And those are important. And those are things that we should take seriously. Um, but I think what we're, what we're trying to explore is at least in the domain of children's literature is helping to put every child, regardless of what their demographic descriptor is, in, in the story. Mm -hmm. 
So that could be, you know, a child with Down syndrome or a child in a wheelchair or a child maybe who's, who's missing a limb or a child with a skin tone that's not um, reflected in the majority of stories. Um, but kids of different cultures and every child looks different. And so our, our mission is to put every child in the story because we believe that every child is one of a kind. And, and that goes back to our fundamental belief. We believe that every human being has intrinsic value. Um, and that goes, you know, me as the, the founder, like my faith is really important to me. Um, I'm a Christian and I believe that every person is made in the image of God. And because of that, um, I believe that every human being has intrinsic value. And it was really heartbreaking, like going and doing this deep, um, like lots of interviews and stuff and realizing that a lot of kids don't, don't see that. They don't know that they have intrinsic value. And they're like, man, if we can, if we can make this thing work, we can have such a huge impact well, in the lives of lots of kids and reframe the the way that they see the world to understand like, oh man, I matter by virtue of being human, I matter. Right now, you know, tell us how business has been this far, you know, since you guys started this amazing um, dream project, how has it um, been coming along? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, I'll say uh, COVID definitely threw a monkey wrench into at least my plans. Uh, so we founded the company in September of 2019. Uh, I brought on uh, my co-founder, who is awesome. Uh, she's a children's author, and she's just a, uh, I mean, she's really a visionary. Her name's Erin, um, and we, like six weeks after we, we founded the company, we put our first book in market, because we said, look, we need to go test this concept. So we sold a, a book for a three-week pilot uh, last November. And we got a tremendous response from the customers that we had. Um, we saw, we had like some of our early customers send us videos of like coming into their living room and seeing their son or daughter flipping through pages of the book and pointing at pictures of themselves in the story. And we're like, okay, this thing, this thing's real. Like kids really like it. Parents like that their kids are choosing a book over an iPad. Like this thing works. So my plan for 2020 initially was let's go raise some funding. Let's invest in a technical infrastructure that automates the personalization process. And then let's go sell more books and get these things in the hands of more kids. Mm -hmm. And what we found was um, one, raising money is really difficult. We made it really far down the process, um, down the due diligence process with a couple of different um, investment funds and then COVID hit and uh the investors that and we're still talking to the same investors um, but the investment pipeline froze so it forced us to say how can we continue to bootstrap further drive more traction and get more books in the hands of more kids as soon as possible even if it's not using a more automated process and, and so that's what, that, that's sort of been a, a big mental shift for us. Um, we are really excited. We, we've got the best um, partners, which, which I'm excited to share with you guys. But basically we said, hey, rather than investing in this big technical infrastructure, let's find 
a more efficient way to do the personalization. And let's just get our next book in the market and let's do it as big as we can with some of these like truly amazing partners that we have to get just the, the coolest content in market, get as many kids reading these new stories as they can. And from that, trust that either we'll then be able to raise funding later this year, or maybe, maybe if we're able to, to generate enough of a margin on those books, we can reinvest in developing that technical infrastructure without raising funding. So that's what we're exploring, but it has been a, definitely a roller coaster of a year for us, like, like everybody. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, the coming weeks, you've got this new book coming out. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, what do you want listeners to know? Where can they buy it? What, you know, all those details, tell us all the dirt. Okay. So thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so we partnered with this amazing organization called No Barriers. And No Barriers, uh, one of their founders is a guy by the name of Eric Weinmayer, who was the first blind person to summit Mount Everest. And then he later whitewater kayaked the Grand Canyon. And he's just this amazing, blind, he's incredible. He, he's also the most humble and amazing guy you'll meet. Um, but Eric and uh, Dave, who's their executive director, founded this nonprofit. Um, and their purpose is to show people, uh, everybody, uh, whether that's like military veterans and like heavily people with disabilities of some sort, that they can break through barriers in their lives. Mm -hmm. And they've got this amazing consortium of people that are bought into this no barriers um, lifestyle. And when I was going through the process of, of thinking, you know, am I going to take this crazy step and leave my job and go try to build this business? I was reading Eric's book, which is called No Barriers. And I just started to recognize that we are very mission aligned organizations. So we ended up forging a partnership with them and we co-branded and co-developed a book with the No Barriers team that really explores this idea of, they call it rope team. And it's really a book on, on friendship and using the friends in your lives who you all have different strengths and weaknesses. So how do you come together as a team to accomplish some objective? Mm -hmm. And then it gets even cooler. So we partnered with No Barriers. Their biggest, um, or one of their like really big brain ambassadors is this woman named Mandy Harvey. And Mandy is... Uh, singer. Uh, she was on America's Got Talent a couple of years ago. She got the golden buzzer from Simon. Yeah. And so she's a, uh, she's a jazz vocalist and maybe mm. just happens to be deaf. And so she's got this incredible story where she go just Google Mandy Harvey, check out her America's Got Talent um, edition. Mm-hmm. But she will play music. She doesn't wear wear shoes so she can literally feel the music through yes her. I remember her so Mandy we reached out and I was like starstruck because I read about Mandy in this book that from Eric and so like in our early days founding keepsake I would have Mandy Harvey literally playing on my radio and just like while I'm doing work and then it's like oh my gosh we need to meet Mandy 
And then Mandy fell in love with what we're doing and is our, I mean, she's, she's part of the keepsake team now. Like we, we are so excited to be working with Mandy. She actually co-authored the book with us. Wow. And so um, we are really, really excited. Um, the book goes between, um, it's this fun story where it alternates between reality, like the kids are actually on a playground and their mm -hmm. imagination where they are in the jungle and they're climbing mountain jungle. Uh, and it alternates between prose, which is just building the plot and poetry, which is really reinforcing uh, a lot of the messaging that we want our kids to take away from the book. So mm -hmm. it's this fun exploration of reality, imagination, prose, poetry, um, and, and integrating our like first time ever truly innovative illustration model, which, which puts every child in the role of the protagonist. So, and you can, we're starting pre-orders on August 4th. Okay. Um, so go onto our site, uh, mykeepsaketales.com. If you go on before August 4th, um, sign up for a mailing list and we'll send you a 20% off coupon code. Uh, if you go on after um, August 4th, you know, pay attention to our social and there will probably be some other discount codes that pop up uh, there. Um, but yeah, we're, we're really excited. We think it's a fun book and we think it's an important book that kids are gonna love. I'm doing awesome. a What's that? Signing up right now for that mailing list. Louise can't wait. That's awesome. So mykeepsaketales.com will link that in the description of this podcast. And you mentioned social media. Which platforms are you on in case they want to follow you? Uh, we are most active on Facebook. I am working on getting up to speed on Instagram. Um, I am not the most social media savvy person in the world. <laughs> Um, and in the role of founder, you have to wear lots of hats. So I am, I am learning, but, uh, yeah, give us, give us a little bit of grace on the, the social media front. We've got some stuff coming, um, but it doesn't look quite as, as professional as some other brands yet. It will, <laughs> it will, I promise. Awesome. Awesome. So check out their website, pre-orders start August 4th, but check them out beforehand to look for those coupon codes. Um, Mike, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's so cool. It's such a neat business model. Um, like you said, very different from any other publishing model and just a very neat idea. I think especially during quarantine, a lot of people are starting to realize, okay, our kids have to do something other than watch TV or play on their phone. And so I think that's really cool. Um, I've seen a lot of people even change up, you know, okay, we'll read books and then you get to watch the movie as an incentive after. So like, I think uh, that mindset is shifting back to um, reading books more. And then it's so cool that you're also weaving in that element of, you know, embracing your ethnicity and embracing, you know, your abilities regardless of what they are to know that you are special. And so I think it, you just have such a neat story. We can't wait to see what you do in 2020 and beyond. Um, but thank you for your time. Thanks for brunching with us. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. Yeah, it's great to meet you guys. It's so cool to be part of the, the 2020 Spark class. Um, we feel very honored and, and humbled 
Um, so thanks so much for, for selecting us and we're really excited to get to know you guys better and, and really dig in and, and be part of this community even more. So um, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Mike. For our listeners, you can always visit bbb.org and follow us on social at BBB Eastern NC to learn more about BBB, our services and programs. Um, but for now, this is the end of brunch today and we hope you join us next time. Bye guys.